Your guides and you know your truest and highest mission. The highest self does not know injury, failure, or harm. It just knows ultimate success. So being able to see a little more clearly what you need and want is so special in the energy field of the Akashic Records. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody, I'm just checking in with all of you and connecting today. I felt really inspired to do this podcast today. This morning, I did a morning meditation, and Sarah McCrom has really been rolling out some great meditations, and uh, usually, I listen to Sync Tuition. Today, I wanted to do something different. Before I went to bed last night, it was a torrential rainpour. I don't know where you're at, but right now, I'm doing a podcast. It's, you know, towards the end of August, and it's been hot, and all of a sudden, the climate changed just a little bit, and we got tons of rain. So this morning during my meditation, the birds were cheeping, like they were like saying, hello, thank you, son, for coming out. And I was sitting there by the pool, and there was beautiful sparkles all over the pool as the sun was starting to hit over half of the pool. And I just sat there and I was so mesmerized by the sun's heat. I just felt like there was so much hope and promise. I actually feel emotional as I say this. I just felt hope. And the promise that even when we have a torrential downpour, that the sun's going to come out the next day, that the sun's going to warm the water on the earth, and that we will have abundance in our lives with our beautiful, rich soil and the plants that come and feed us as well. So today I want to talk a little bit about basically creating some hope. Lately, we've been in kind of an interesting situation whatever you feel about this virus stuff. And I'm not going to get really deep into that. But we thought we might have some hope. And some of us thought vaccines would work. Some of us thought vaccines wouldn't work. It's like 50% this way, 50% that way. But both of us were hanging on to a sense of certainty, like certainty that we would have something different happening in the future. And now some of the past is coming into the future, meaning some of the illnesses are coming back and people are starting to feel all over the place. Some are feeling anxious because now they're more worried about their children going to school, what schools are requiring masks, what schools aren't requiring masks, what schools and colleges like FNM just went to full vaccination request. (sighs) I don't want to talk about this anymore. What I do want to talk about is what happened this morning. In this meditation that I was in, of this hope that was just filling my body, the sun was literally burning my top thigh. I had to keep moving it because the sun was that warm. 
I felt so enormously blessed this morning by sunshine. I just took it all in. And the meditation was talking about creating a space of nothingness, of being in the now. And so I was holding on to that now as much as I could because I needed that. I needed to feel alive and present. I needed to feel the sun on my face. I needed to be guided by somebody else. And I just stayed present with the sun. I start thinking about how and when I get stuck or when maybe I take comfort in knowing something. Even in the space of the Akashic Records where we can see past, present, and future, this meditation was a reminder that the now is indeed the most important space for us to live through and by. And I understood today more than ever the reason why. If we think too far in the future, mask, no mask, what will happen, shots, no shots, that just creates so much anxiety in our lives. Yes, we need to plan to pay the electric bill and the phone bill so that we'd continue to be able to have conversations and connections. However, the truth of the matter is when we start worrying about something, it actually puts us in our own tailspin instead of supporting us. So today I'm inviting you to create a space of nothingness. No thingness. What would it feel like to just be in the day? <laughs> just in this moment, I didn't realize, but I have this movie that I love to watch. It's called About Time. It's on Netflix. There's a redheaded British star that I'm unfamiliar with that is the star of the show. And in this movie about time, the young man, the redheaded gentleman, he can travel in time. There's some limitations to the rules about traveling in time. He can only travel in time through his own timeline meaning he can visit his birth and he can visit the present moment, but he cannot go into the future. And so how he used this in the beginning, this gift is, and his dad said, always use this gift for good. So the very first time he used it or tested it out, he didn't believe his father. Of course, it was his 21st birthday and his father said, we're time travelers, son. <laughs> and so he goes back in time because he didn't kiss a girl that was just a girlfriend on New Year's Eve. And he felt bad about it because she cried. They were only friends, but other people were kissing and maybe they were lovers and maybe they weren't, but everybody else was getting a good night kiss. And for whatever reason, he didn't kiss her and she cried and he felt really bad about it. So when his dad told him he was a time traveler, he goes back to that moment. And he kisses this young girl and she says, thank you, Tim. Now I remember the character's name. Thank you, Tim. That's all she wanted. She just wanted to feel included and loved. And he went back and he made a difference. And then he came back to his dad and said, oh my God, we can really do this. And he said, what do you want to use this for? And he said to find a girlfriend. 
And I'm not going to tell you any more about the movie. However, the one thing that I loved, loved, loved about this movie is it taught Tim how to be present in the present moment. It is such a movie that's worth watching. Look at me. I get emotional talking about it. I cry every time that I watch the movie because there's so much tenderness in the movie. And I kind of think that's one of the things we're craving is that tender connection. Our spouses that we're living with, our family that we're living with and loving on, sometimes we need a little bit of outside influence in our lives too, right? Just... It's kind of like chicken. If you cook chicken in water, it, it, it can taste good. But put chicken with a little seasoning, maybe a salt and pepper, and maybe some spicy sauce and dill and maybe a little garlic or onions and bam, you have chicken. <laughs> it's not boiled chicken. It is tasty chicken. Put it on the grill with some barbecue sauce and you have flavor and taste. So I think we have some cravings right now, emotional cravings. I also think we need and want to laugh more, which is also a present activity. So going back to this meditation this morning, I'm not sure where this part is going to go, but I'm just going to lean into it and trust that you will get the messages and I'll be able to give the messages that we're meant to have in this moment. I start for some reason when Sarah McCrum was like saying, stay in the now, like be in the now, release the future thoughts, release the past because it's gone. There's literally nothing that we can do to change it. Maybe we can apologize if we did something wrong, but other than that, or try to make amends, but beyond that, it's gone. It happened. It's real. The words that we say to each other, they're real. Once we hear them, they can't be unheard. So back to this meditation and what was coming through for me today is as I was enjoying the now, I start thinking about a time where I felt like I had more energy in my body and a bigger sense of adventure. And I had gone to Tony Robbins Life Mastery event when I graduated from Tony Robbins Master University program. I think I joined in 2002 and I completed the program in 2003, I believe. And one part of the program is that we went to a resort and I was in Palm Springs, California. I was there for the first time. I remember, I think it was Jack Benny had a home up on the hill and the taxi driver or the Uber driver was telling me about his home, Bob Hope's home on the hill in Palm Springs. And I I get to this event, we eat a really nutritious meal, we get there, you know, and I, I decided to have a room by myself, which was quite extravagant. A lot of times at Tony Robbins events, we share rooms because you're barely in your room. But I just had an intuitive hit that I needed more space for this particular event and this space of healing my body. I wanted to have space in my room for quiet time and um, just to enjoy. And I really, really did enjoy my room in Palm Springs. It was literally magical. 
So that morning, the first morning of the event, we went to the event and they fed us. Oh my gosh, it was like avocados and all this healthy food, like green peppers. And most of the food was raw and it was very good hummus. And then we got on buses and we drove to a location that was unknown to us. And I could feel like they weren't sharing with us what it was. So I felt scared and I felt like I didn't quite know what we were going to do. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do what they were requesting. Um, I think it was in my 40s and I, I was worried about doing something super, super, super physical. And I kind of knew somewhere along the way that we were climbing this 50 foot telephone pole. So we get there and it's the telephone pole climbing activity event. And so there's multiple poles and there's you know, helpers there. And so I think I've gone through this story and I think I've told this story once before. But I look at this poll and I look at the people and they're of different age groups. Like there's one guy that's a lot older than me. I really, really liked him. There's a couple, husband, wife that's on our team. Uh, there's uh, somebody I just talked with the other day. And as I'm recording this podcast, I saw a text message literally come in from her. She was part of the group and is still my friend after all these years. So I think I was kind of midway through the number that I picked to go up the pole, like there was the first person. And I think I was about middle of the way. I think it was like number eight of 15 that was going to go up the pole. And so I start getting up the pole and I get up pretty quickly and I literally, people said it looked like I was releasing demons because I was having a conversation with myself all the way up this pole saying, that's, this is great candy. Here you go, picking these things and these places to go and these adventures and you don't think it through. And now you have to haul your ass up this pole. Like that's kind of how I was talking, but out loud in front of everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was kind of giving myself a hard time for some things I was doing in my life. And of course, again, I was talking out loud, <laughs> probably because I was scared to death. And with each personal beratement that I was giving myself, I would climb higher and higher on the pole until all of a sudden I realized I was two steps from the top. So I'm 40, probably 9.5 feet up in the air when I realized that I'm at basically the top. And so that happened really quickly. <laughs> the next phase took a lot of time. And this is the phase where I want you to focus for a moment. The phase of facing either a fear or facing a huge success or achievement. And it's right there. You have a choice. I could have in that moment took one step up. But that step was a really big step. So let me take you to the top of the pole for a moment. I have a goofy looking blue helmet on. So I look like, I don't know, like a helmet head. And that's exactly what I had on. And then I have some sort of um, these bungee cords all strung up to my body that if I should let go of the pole, that it will totally support me. However, who's holding the other end of this string? I don't know. I don't know that person. 
So now I'm starting to have a huge trust issue because all the way up as I'm cussing myself out, I'm also looking at this bungee cord line holder saying, you've got me, right? You've got me. You've got me, right? You're holding tight. The rope is taut, right? So I'm yelling at myself and I'm bitching at the person holding the end of my rope. Because if they should let go or not be paying attention and I fall, nobody's going to be able to get the rope taut enough to hold the pressure of my body going 50 feet to the ground. (laughs) So that's kind of where I was at. I had some in that moment trust issues. So here we are. There's this beige pole and it's cemented into the ground and the cementing of a pole really doesn't mean anything. It's there, it's cemented, but you are still swaying with the wind, baby, because this pole is only eight inches in diameter on the top. So what the challenge was is you have no way of pulling yourself up this next big step, which was quite large, it wasn't a quick step. So I was up there making a decision if I wanted to fail and go home. And remember, I paid for my Tony Robbins event, I paid for a flight, I paid for a very expensive room, and I was paying it for myself. Because I didn't want anybody with me, I wanted to nurture myself. So there I was in a program where I wanted to succeed and I wanted to succeed for myself to prove to myself that I could do it. that I could pull my ass up a 50 foot pole and stand on this 50 foot pole the size of an eight inch plate with both of my sneakers firmly planted there. That's what I wanted. And why I wanted to do it is because there was a lot of parts of my life that I was feeling like I was failing at. I wasn't happy in my career. I wasn't happy in my marriage. I wasn't happy with my finances. I wasn't happy with my body. And in that very moment, I felt like if I could just stand on those eight inches with my feet, that I will be able to do anything else that I put my mind to. And so the demon I was facing with in that last step was, am I going to do this? Or am I going to just release this moment? Say I chose to get the event. I got all the way up to the top of the pole. And is that enough? I immediately said, oh, hell no, I am not failing. Because if I fail here, I'm going to fail with everything else too. Was that the truth? Probably not. But in that moment, that's what I needed to succeed with the rest of my plans is I needed that win and I needed it then. Still, I could not find it inside of myself to pull my ass, which is not small, (laughs) up that pole. That last step, I was all the way up the pole. So I'm up there in Palm Springs weather now for over 20 minutes. I immediately climbed the pole. That was probably five minutes. And now I'm up there for 20 minutes. So now the main instructor who has been an Ironman, I think he said 15 Ironmen 
where they do the swimming, the bike riding, and the running. And, and it's very rigorous. My understanding is like in, it's done in Hawaii and the climate and everything. It just really makes the event lovely and challenging. And he had done that for 15 times. I've never run a marathon. So they finally get a hold of Scott and Scott stands at the bottom of the pole and he yells up, Candice, what do you want, my love? I said, I want to get up the f***ing pole. <laughs> and he said, okay, then what's the problem? And I said, I don't know how to make the next step up. He said, you take your leg and you move the next one up and you bring the other one up and you will be on top of the pole. I really didn't hear that because I was just looking at the eight inch plate sized device that I was going to be independently standing on without any hands holding on to anything, just my feet. And even as I'm saying this, my palms are actually starting to sweat. And then Scott yells up, Candice, how else is this showing up in your life? And then all of a sudden, all the demons that sat on the pole, the health gain that wasn't happening, the finances that weren't happening, the relationship that was not happening, the career that I was in that felt off at the university, something felt off. And so that pissed me off when he said, how else is that showing up in your life? The answer was everywhere. So then I went back to, I have to get up this pole. I have to stand up. And so with those words of encouragement saying, how else does this show up? All those demons that I looked at and faced when I was coming up the pole, I looked down at them and I invited them to fall off of the pole without a bungee cord and to be released from me, my energy field forever. And I thought to myself, when I get up on that top pole and stand there, all the demons will fall off. So I took the one last step and I literally broke a vein in my leg. I didn't know it at the time, but that's how difficult that last step was for me. I have short legs. The, the pull things weren't necessarily friendly for, I think, women or shorter people. But I got up without any hands, just with feet. And all of a sudden, there was something up there, something I hadn't looked at at all. It was the view of Palm Springs, California. So there it was, the beauty. And of course, now I'm swaying full on 50 feet in the air, not holding on to anything. Yes, a helmet and a bungee cord somewhere on my back that I can't see. Or whatever that device was. And I put my arms in the air and I rejoiced in that moment. And I said, I win. I made it happen. And I needed that confidence right then to succeed. I'll never forget that day. So then the next thing happened. <laughs> there I was, 20 feet on the pole, swaying back and forth 
enjoying the view of Palm Springs. And the next thing that you're supposed to do is way, way in front of you, farther than you can reach. There's like a trapeze handle, like a triangle dangling from a chain. And what you're supposed to do is bend your knees, (laughs) push yourself off like you're jumping or flying in air to this triangle and to capture it with your hands. I had watched all eight other people do this and the and there were a whole bunch of poles, maybe 15, I'm not sure how many. And I was also watching everybody else climbing the poles and, and jumping. And so by now I realized that some tall men were succeeding, but most women couldn't quite get that because of the height, they couldn't quite capture that. So what I knew I was about to do was basically free fall. And (laughs) guess where I stood for another 20 minutes? Yep, I was stuck on top of the pole because I couldn't touch anything. And I knew that my belief was that I wasn't going to be able to capture the triangle. So I think Scott came back and he said something else. And I had to make a choice. I couldn't live up on that pole. I'd been up in hot climate of 50 feet for over 45 minutes by now. I was starting to get dehydrated. I had broken a vein in my leg, which was now starting to hurt. And I had to make a decision. This is the part where I'm going to invite you to make your own decision about what's next. You may have spent or invested a lot of money in yourself. You may be at the top of the pole in your business or in your life, but you might need to make yet another decision that's going to lead you in another direction. (laughs) For me, it was going to be 50 feet down. But what is it for you? What direction do you want to go right now? Do you want to succeed? Or do you want to stay stuck? The reality of the matter is, I don't know what they would have done if I couldn't convince myself to let go into nothingness and to trust that that unknown human being that was standing there holding my life by a bungee cord was going to hold me and keep me safe when I fell. I had to place that in somebody else's hands because that was the only way I was going to succeed. Meaning, if I jumped, that person needed to hold that rope. I'm pretty sure I had multiple conversations again with that poor person who was probably a volunteer and my new therapist (laughs) about trust. And I can remember finally pushing off. I didn't focus as much on the triangle, but on the experience of what the fall was going to feel like. (laughs) I kind of liked it. My heart was racing and pumping a hundred miles an hour. I had just done something I never thought I could do. I had a fear of heights in the past, and I still can stand on a porch balcony and get tingles all over my body and have to take seven steps back just to feel safe again. 
And there I was, falling. <laughs> falling into nothingness. I was so happy when my feet touched the ground. And everybody came over and celebrated. It was a miraculous moment. I, was, I felt so filled with confidence. I still have the picture in my office and I still look at it. Because my butt was all the way up on that pole, standing there in an 8-inch plate that was the top of the pole. Why I'm talking about this today is I feel like this experience is kind of where a lot of us are at. We're having to make some decisions because we're faced with some decisions about what no longer serves our new identity that we may be developing. Some of us might be full on into our next identity. I would like to venture a guess that some of us might still be a little stuck about what we want or what we need moving forward. So the meditation today that I listened to really brought me full circle to the understanding of what we need right now. So this is what I'm offering as suggestions. We need to love deeply or we can choose to love deeply right now. How can we be kinder to ourselves and others? (laughs) What makes us laugh? Make sure we're laughing often. Is it a comedian that we watch? I really like Gabriel Iglesias. They call him Fluffy. What makes you laugh? Maybe it's more time with your children. Maybe you want to get a puppy and just watch them do little tumble salts with the full awareness of the responsibility of a puppy. What is it that you need and want next? I just went to a networking group and I noticed everybody looked a little different. Those people that had that pristine ponytail kind of had some longer flowier hair. Looked like a lot of people had a little more fluff in their stuff. I think a lot of us, and my hand is up in the air, took some comfort in and solace in eating because it gave us certainty. There wasn't a lot of things that were certain, but food was certain. Eat this food, get this pleasure. That's immediate gratification and certainty. And so if you're struggling a little bit with that, maybe that gentle awareness will help you to preframe choices about your health. So what do you need and what do you want to establish your new identity? So I'm going to make a little suggestion. For me in my personal life, when I connected to the Akashic Records, the Akashic Records are simply a database of your soul connected to divine source. It is an infinite space of possibility, truth, wisdom, and most importantly, being able to experience and feel the vibration of love. So I have a new program coming out and it's starting on October 13th and we're going to have a training right before that. If you have any interest at all, please reach out to me or book an appointment at www.candacehaza.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. And that'll get you an appointment. If you already know that you want some more information about what quantum connection looks like and how you'll learn to connect with your Akashic records 
so that you can have a more compelling future, that you can see into who you are and connect and love on yourself even more. This is the space to develop and grow your new identity. Your guides and you know your truest and highest mission. The highest self does not know injury, failure, or harm. It just knows ultimate success. So being able to see a little more clearly what you need and want is so special in the energy field of the Akashic Records. So I'm excited to talk more with you about that. And I'd love for you to be in my program. We have quite a few members joining. So I'm hoping that there's space or that I can make space for you if you have an interest. It will start now and it'll end six months from now. There is time that you will be investing. A lot of it is on your own. There is instructions. There's a three to four hour training that kicks us off. We're going to have some meet and greets. You're also going to be assigned a partner or one or two that you'll be working with and playing with. And you're going to be connecting more deeply with your inner self and releasing, as I called it, the demons from my pole. (laughs) They weren't real demons. They were just things inside of me that I absolutely wanted to get rid of. And in that moment, I did. I have no regrets at all for joining and playing with the Tony Robbins organization and it helped me to grow so, so very much. The people I met are still in my life today. So I'm grateful for that experience and I just wanted to share with you today a little bit about my journey and maybe to see yourself and where your stuckness is and what your mindset is saying to you in this moment. Open your heart, listen to all that there is in your heart space and it's okay to create a space of being in the presence of the now and a space of creating nothingness, no thingness, just staying open to your heart and the experience that you are in. I'm offering you so much light and love today, and thanks for tuning in to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Big love. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.